We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So he gave up 146 last time, 130 this time. Willard, the business like 19.9 rebounds, 7 assists. Tetacupo, 28.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Skopinsev comes up short. And that will do it. The second straight game. The Milwaukee Bucks overwhelm the Knicks and now go 3-0 on the season series. They'll play again Monday. And then a fifth time, Adrian Griffin, who was an assistant to Tom Thibodeau, played in Chicago. His team now continues. They won their seventh straight. As the Knicks return home after 12 days, they'll have to play one of the elite teams in the NBA. Ah, oh, man. How many times do we have to play this team again? <clears> hmm. <throat> Uh, the Knicks lose uh, to the Bucks again and get their uh, butts handed to them by the Bucks again. Uh, one thirty, one eleven is the final score of this game, which featured uh, I don't know, let's politely call it seven minutes of garbage time or whereabouts. Um, we could talk about this game for hours, and we could talk about this game for thirty seconds. Uh, you know. This is a really, really good basketball team, the Bucks. I mean, and they're going to be a bear for whoever they play this year. They've won, I think, seven games in a row. They have, uh, you know, the third best record in the league um, since they scuffled out of the gate this season uh, over the first like 10 games or so. They have the I think it's the third best offense in basketball it might be up to, to second after today. Um, so they're a problem for everybody. And I just I was like, before we kill the Knicks about what the Knicks did or did not do, it's always good to like recognize when an opponent is like just really good. And the Bucks are really freaking good. And there's a reason they traded what they traded to get Damian Lillard. Uh, and by the way, Malik Beasley, like give him credit. They kind of knew that their team identity was going to have to go undergo a, an overhaul uh, after they made the the. You know, the well, actually, the Beasley thing was was in the beginning of the summer. Give them credit for playing Beasley. They had signed Beasley already. Give them credit for playing Beasley and going all in on offense, Um, because as I was starting to say, they knew their team identity had changed changed. So let's just go all in and let's do what the Nuggets did last year. Be the best offense in basketball and be, you know, a mediocre defense. And so far, so good. Um, That said, this is it continues to be a bad matchup for the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks didn't do some. Uh, the Knicks didn't do a lot of good th- or a lot of things well today, and w- I'll talk about them in a second. Um, 
But like, I wouldn't be surprised if we looked up at the end of the season and New York was, you know, 45 and 27 against the rest of the league and 0 and 10 against the Bucks and the Celtics. Uh, we know what their issues are with the Celtics. They, a lot of them stem from, from Christoph's Porzingis being a dynamite stretch five. Um, but also the Celtics are a pretty big team and their size manifests itself against New York. I think on both ends of the floor for Milwaukee, they are also a big team and a bigger team. I mean, really they're a bigger team than anybody out there other than Dame. I mean, you look at the, the, the foundational, like, okay, we're, what are the matchups? Okay. And every matchup, it's always starts with our, where are we hiding Jalen Brunson and can, the team exploit us for hiding Jalen Brunson on X. Well, the only place to hide Jalen Brunson in this starting lineup is against Malik Beasley. And like right off the bat, you're in trouble because like we saw a play early in this game where Jalen Brunson had fantastic fucking coverage on Malik Beasley in the corner. And Malik Beasley thought for a second, he's like, Oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm six foot, whatever I am. And this dude's, not like let's keep it a buck. All you have to do is ask Becky, uh, Becky Hammond, right? He's not tall. Uh, and, and he just shot it right over him. And then there are other instances where Brunson will have like pretty good position. He'll, you know, the timing on the contest will be okay. And Beasley will just bully him and put the ball on the floor. And like when you got a guy like that, who by the way is on a minimum contract, good job by them. Um, and it's not, it's not just drive and kick if he gets run off the line or if he feels like he can't shoot it, like it's, I can make a floater. I could, and I can make the next pass and I could finish a little bit around the rim. So like, and that's, and I just named the least threatening player in Milwaukee's offense. And you just go on down the line from there. Like RJ Barrett occasionally gives some wings trouble. Chris Middleton looks at RJ Barrett. Like he's not even fucking there. There was a, a, the first basket of the fourth quarter when the Knicks were grasping, grasping to stay in this game. You know, Middleton put a few moves on Barrett and by the time he was done, like, yeah, it was an impressive, whatever it was, 18 foot fadeaway. RJ Barrett was five feet from him. You know, like, they, like these guys, like, and that's, and that's just another example. Randall, there is not 28 other teams. Well, maybe 27 other teams. Cause, cause Carl Anthony Towns was pretty big too. Um, but, Almost any other team, you put Randall on their starting four, and like, yeah, there are obviously ways you could catch Randall on defense with with ball movement and making him contest to the corner and all that stuff. Not many teams is, has a starting four where it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to move you out of the way, and Giannis could do that. Um, and then I haven't even mentioned the guy who's supposed to be the best defender in New York starting five at this point. Uh, God, God love, uh, you know, Steven Chenzo. He's out there trying, but it's like, okay, now here's your job. You stop Dame Lillard and it, all the way on down. And it's just, and you could see why, like, yeah, Fred sent out a very, very smart text in the, or tweet at the beginning of this game where he, and that's what it always comes down to for the Knicks. What, what, what are the contests like? at the three point line. Are they good, solid contests? Are they timely contests? Are you staying on your feet or you blow them by, you know, are you getting taken off the dribble? If you're, even if you are there Um, and the contests weren't great. So that's problem number one. But again, it's a little bit of column A and it's a little bit of column B. It's a little bit of the matchup. It's a little bit about not being on your toes. So you throw all that together 
Um, and then obviously once guys do get blown by, then there's your corner help and there's your open corner three. And I'm still waiting for the bucks to miss a, a corner three against us this year. I mean, I, they, it's, it's, it, the, I said in the Substack chat earlier, I watched basketball for 30 years. I don't think I've ever seen anything like a team hit from three. Like this Bucks team has now hit in three. They have hit over 50% in all three games against the Knicks. Think about that for a second. That's insanity. And yeah, it has to do with the matchup and it has to do with some of the poor three-point defense. And in particular, the, the three-point defense, I would say in the, the first game was extremely poor. It wasn't much better in the second game. It was probably the best of the three. That's sad. Um, but uh, I mean, even so, you don't expect a team ever to hit 50% against you in, in the first th- like three games they play against you. And they've done that. And I, I'd love to know how many, what the percentage is specifically from the corners. They're an incredible corner three-point shooting team. Um, so, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised they're good, but I mean, to be this good. And then, but the, and I guarantee you though, I don't think Tom Thibodeau is going to talk about any of the shit that I just talked about as he addresses his locker room um, after this game, if he does in fact address them. The numbers that he is going to say are 53 and 40, and it actually was not that close. Uh, that's the rebounding margin, 53 to 40. I believe that is the biggest margin of the season for the for a Nick uh, opponent over them. If not, it's second. Um, and it was actually more pronounced because like both teams were just trading possessions in the fourth quarter for the majority of the time. So they really, really handled the Knicks on the boards, which, it, but again, that gets back to the size. Now, you know, Tibbs would probably try to tell you, ah, we have enough. Yeah, we have enough. Okay. Yeah, they do have enough a lot of the time. But man, this is one matchup where their team being composed of a lot of guards really, really, really comes to bite them in the ass. And then when you take Mitchell Robinson out of the equation, not that he's been great against the Bucs, um, it really starts to show up. So talked about the three-point shooting, talked about the um, rebounding, obviously. And yet, you know, this is going to sound insane. Despite all that, I, I think there was a path where the Knicks could have made this a game. They came out firing on all cylinders on offense right out of the gate. I mean, I was I was really impressed with how they came out firing um, on the offensive end. They took care of the ball for pretty much the whole first half into the third quarter. And then they had a stretch where they just kind of hit a lull. And that lull lasted from like the last three, four minutes of the um, of the first quarter, maybe even more until Brunson kind of put them on their back a little bit uh, at the end of the first half and made it a made it a single digit game. And then third quarter again, kind of back into a lull until end of the third quarter. You know, it was some Brunson. Uh, you know, Brunson got kind of got going there at the end of the third, and then they had a shot. They had a shot in this game uh, after that Middleton Middleton bucket I referenced uh, to start the scoring in the fourth of the Bucks. Um, New York scored. I think it was uh, RJ. We'll, we'll get to him. I promise. We'll get to him. Um, made two of his three baskets, uh, and they were sandwiched around a quickly three. Uh, I think was it an eight zero run, but whatever it was, it was it was a single digit game. Like okay, we got a ball game here, and then what happens? 
more scuffling on offense. Uh, RJ had two good looks uh, in the lane, short armed them both. Uh, those were sandwiched around a quickly missed three. Um, I might be getting the timing of the quickly made three uh, messed up, but whatever. They made their little run. It wasn't enough because they couldn't build on it. And of course, Milwaukee eventually just came down and scored again because that's what Milwaukee does against our basketball team. Um, I'm not going to go so far as to say it was a marvelous performance from Jalen Brunson, but it was like whatever one notch under marvelous is. Uh, The dude had 36 and uh, seven assists and was the only reason. And like, yeah, I'm sure there's people out there because there's a find a shitty take and you'll find a camp of people that like wholeheartedly embrace that take somewhere out there on Nick's Twitter. I'm sure people will be like, I shot the shot the ball too much. Not enough, not enough ball movement. Um, when nobody has fuck anything going, uh, it's time for your best offensive player to step up and shoot the ball. And he was doing that and he was making pretty much everything uh, until he kind of went cold uh, at the very end of the game when honestly, it didn't even really matter. Uh, so maybe we should say it's a brilliant performance from Jalen Brunson. I mean, he was, he was awesome. I don't want to hear a, a negative word about his offense, about his offense, the defense. We, it is what it is. And it's a problem. You know, against certain teams, it's a bigger problem than others. I don't know that there's a team out there that is a bigger problem against than this Bucks team, which is why, you know, you 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 love the you love the fight, you love the scoring, you love his ability to do what he does. Um, the reason why I'm not going to kill him for getting picked on on defense is, you know, just like we always or I always try to add the caveat with Julius of like, he ain't the only star player on the league who's not given 110% on defense. Like Jalen Brunson ain't the only star guard who's getting picked on, um, on, on defense either. So, you know, be fair. Uh, that said, he was picked on and it is what it is. Randall, I, I mean, he had 26 points. Uh, he ended up 8 of 17. He started off really cold. I'm not killing Randall on tonight. I don't know if anybody has the desire to do that. Um, yeah, some looks that I again it's a poor matchup because as I mean Breen said it on the broadcast. Like you you sure you'll get the switch. And he was getting they were giving him the switch. Because the switch, Giannis can help off. And again, this is a Bucks team where it's like, yeah, sure, even if it's even if the switch is uh leaving Brunson there and Giannis has to help off of Brunson. This Bucks team will be like, all right, well, Jalen Brunson goes for 45 or 50 or 55 against us and beats us with his offense. Yeah, okay, we'll live with that. Um, they'd rather have Giannis there as the rover. And obviously, the big one is Brooke Lopez down on the paint. And that's where, you know, Randall sees that and knows that. And what's the big change in Randall's game this season? Getting deep, right? Not under the basket, but getting to those spots four, five, six, seven feet away where it's all automatic. Well, all of a sudden, if Brooke Lopez is right there, yeah, you got the mismatch. But the second you take that mismatch close enough to the paint, guess who's converging? Um, and so, you know, I don't want to say this matchup's in his head a little bit, but it was a tough matchup for him. You know, 0 2 from three. He's not hitting, hitting threes still. So that kind of takes away his other option for how to help him. I thought he was their second best offensive player in the game. And I'm not sure it was particularly close. Um, DiVincenzo came out firing. He was good, but then he kind of went quiet after the first quarter. Um, but at least he showed up and tried to do some things. I think Hardenstein had some nice moments, played 33 big minutes, um, you know, did what he can, came down with 13 rebounds. After those four guys, and I'll put, I'll put 
Taj for the side. The fact that Taj Gibson can give them 15 good minutes and it, it doesn't like look overtly bad is a testament to the shape that that guy keeps himself in. Um, they Again, shitty takes abound somewhere. Uh, the reason they lost this game had nothing to do with the fact that Taj Gibson was their backup center. Um, I need a little bit more from the other four guys. And, and, and I feel bad lumping quickly in with that group. I mean, you know, in shoot it well, two of eight. Had some nice moments on defense. This was a game where, especially in that early fourth quarter, could used could used a little bit more quickly. Quickly had a great look from three. Um, there, uh, top of the key. I think after the Bucks had scored the first basket to end the run, missed it. Obviously, I'm not going to kill him for one shot, but you know, two of eight is two of eight. Um, again, he struggles against his team. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's a great matchup for him. Um, again, with all their length, like all of his dribbling and jittering and this and that and the other thing, like they don't really do anything. Like Brunson, that shit works because he's Jalen Brunson. Manuel quickly ate Jalen Brunson. Never going to be. Nothing, it's no shade on him, but um, it is what it is. Josh Hart, non-entity today. What did he come down with? Two rebounds? I looked up towards the end of the game. I think he had two, re- had two rebounds. Man, and again, is it his fault that Bobby Portis is just much, much bigger than him, and that's his primary matchup in these backup units? No, but didn't show up. Didn't really do anything. Didn't contribute meaningfully, and boy, oh boy, did you see his hesitancy from deep uh, show up in this game. And then, I don't know, no, I'll I'll save RJ. For, you know, Grimes, in, in some ways, it's more frustrating than RJ, because it's funny, you know, you look back now, and and there's Hardenstein like imploring him, begging him, cut, cut to the rim. And finally he did, and, and he, he got swatted. But like that instinctual something that DiVincenzo brought to the backup unit that he's now bringing to the starting unit, like Grimes doesn't do that. The notion that we that moving Grimes from the starting unit to the backup unit was all, all of a sudden going to turn him into some more like instinctual player when it comes to all the little things that Dante DiVincenzo does on offense. Like that's, that's, that's fantasy. And in some ways you think about it, like the, the reason why he kind of fit in well with the starting offense is because they do all the work and he does just need to stand there and like wait for the ball. Um, because they have these three ball dominant guys. If anything, the backup unit needs a little bit more juice. I'm not saying make it, make a shift. But like there's like you could see why they're thinking always was keep Grimes in the starting five, um, you know, and, and and like you see flashes like I feel like his first game coming off the bench um, where he had I mean, he had a bunch of points and he, he looked good doing it. That was more just like being aggressive, like he he's aggressive sometimes looking for his shots. But it's just not natural for him to move on the offensive end of the court like he needs to. And again, I'm going to keep going back to it. Yeah, he's a good defender. His against this Bucks team, 6'4 shows up. You know, his being 6'4 shows up. Um, and then um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have the energy to kill RJ Barrett anymore. Like what? what Go back, look at a post game from his rookie year, his second year, his third year, last year. What's the point? What the fuck's the point? Seriously. 
was this year six? Is he gonna gonna find the consistency? Year seven? Year eight? I feel like LeBron with the with the pre championship parade. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. That's RJ. Consistency's coming, guys. Don't worry. It's coming, guys. It's coming. Any year now. <clears throat> Should throw a parade for that. Uh, okay, I got nothing left. I'm sorry. I'm fucking cranky. I've been in isolation for for three days. I have a fucking splitting headache. So uh, don't take anything I say personally. Uh, whether your name is RJ Barrett or otherwise today. And uh, I guess we got. I think we got Andrew coming on for the. Uh, what do we got? Super chats or no? Not uh, the, the the betting thing. There we go. Yes, the the sponsored segment that we do, the That's betting it. thing. How are you? First of all, that's I'm the number one question that everybody has. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. Really good. Doing really good. well right now. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Thank awesome. You. Take a breather. Get something to drink. I'll handle the I, sponsored segment. Okay. Got the water right here. Awesome. Awesome. Inhale. Exhale. They got their teeth kicked in by a team they're supposed to kick their teeth in. That's what I said. I know. I know. And I'm I'm bringing us back down to that level of satire okay shout out to the fine folks over at prize picks uh we appreciate your sponsorship for this uh this post game that i don't know how joyous it's gonna be um but it's gonna be a post game for for that matter this is one to to play exactly i don't know how jolly it's gonna be or merry for that matter but uh if you would like to try and take advantage of the great deals going on at prize picks at the moment go to prizepicks.com slash kfs and use code kfs for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars so actually we've been saying it wrong it's whatever the match that you put in for your first deposit so if you put in 50 bucks on your first match they'll match it if it's 10 bucks on your first match they'll match on your first deposit they'll match it whatever you want your first deposit to be they will match it up to a hundred dollars again that's prizepicks.com slash kfs and use code kfs for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars Daily fantasy sports made easy. Shout out to the fine folks over at Prize Prize Picks. Unfortunately, I cannot shout out the uh, the betting and sweating crew today. <laughs> so I think this might be an operator error because I spent. I'll, I'll speak for myself personally. First of all, yeah. XJ is the only one that hit the over. He took Isaiah Hartenstein eleven rebounds and assists. Good job by him. Rebounds alone, Hartenstein hit it with thirteen rebounds today. Um, I spent a ton of time researching for these two games for the pregame pod and saw all these great bucks offensive numbers and I should have just taken a buck is what I should have done whether it be Bobby Portis or Dame Lillard or Giannis any buck literally any buck and how good they've been over the last 20 games higher offensive rating than the Indiana Pacers this makes them 16 and 4 in their last 20 games for those of you that missed the, the pregame pod um, instead, I went with Josh Hart. Points, rebounds, assists, 16 and a half. He finished he, in total. I was going to say, did he have six and a half points, rebounds, assists? Seven total. He had two Seven points, total. two rebounds, three assists, I believe. Yep. Two points, three rebounds, three assists. So it's not what you want. Bad job by me. Uh, Menton took a mayo quickly over two and a half boards. He finished with two. So we were one rebound away. And then Sean with the W, um, some of those bunnies that Randall missed will come back to, to haunt them. Uh, also, a lot of his kickouts to RJ did not lead to assists. 
because RJ went, um, although he did go two of five from three, went five of 17 today. Um, the Knicks also went nine of 39 of 29 from three. So some of those. Oh, that's what I want. Sorry. I, I meant to mention. I meant to mention that at the top, in addition to the buck shooting and in addition to the rebounding, you're not going to beat this team with how many threes did they make? The Bucks made 16. So the, the Knicks, Knicks made nine. Oh, the Knicks made nine. Nine of 29 from three. This is yet another game that the Knicks are not able to win if they don't shoot at least 35% from three. That trend continues. Sean took Julius Randle over 40 points, rebounds, and assists, and unfortunately hits the under. So shout out to XJ for being our lone victor today. And one more time, a thank you to the fine folks over at Prize Picks. Again, go to prizepicks.com and use promo code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have a new line of demarcation for the Knicks three-point shooting, though, because they beat the Nets the other night despite shooting. I want to say they shot... It, it was, it was, I think it was just under 35. Um, but today they shot 31%. So now the new line of demarcation is somewhere, somewhere in that, in that, I think in that zone. Um, they shot pretty- 39% from three against the Nets. Was it against the Lakers then? That it's a Laker game you're thinking of. But yeah, yeah. that was also like, that can be the outlier. That and the Heat game can be the outlier that you, they're normally not going to win unless yeah. they shoot not- at least 35% from three. Not against this team, they win. Nope, because the uh, Bucks are going to shoot close to a hundred percent from three. <laughs> it's insanity. All right, uh, thank you, GMAC. Now uh, you're turning it over to APJP, right? APJP on the ones and twos. Right. Uh, shout out everybody. I'll be here for your post game on Christmas, and hopefully that's a little more jolly. But um, until then, have a merry Christmas, everybody, and I'll see you on the post game then. What's up? No, I was gonna say, all they have to do is get one of these. I know we're all going to be down today. If they win on Christmas, today doesn't matter. I would ask Santa or Jesus or whoever you want to ask uh, for something else. More realistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I will say. Not that the powers of Santa or Jesus, I'm going to get in trouble for comparing those two and their powers later. Um, but uh, I... I think we're we're just hoping for how about a consistent RJ game? How about that? A solid RJ game on Sunday that gives us a Monday. It gives us a good shot. What about the powers of the mighty Thor? How about that? I think if Giannis got electrocuted, we'd have a chance to win on on Monday. That that could be it. Maybe you give like Randall Thor's hammer, and you have a shot in in this game when the Bucks are also getting the whistle that favors them too. Very fair. 
Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Let's skiddy up. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll commiserate together here. Thank you uh, again. Prize picks, betting and sweating. Don't forget, do the, do the deposit match thing. It's cool stuff. Okay. Starting us off today. Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? How you doing, man? Uh, the offensive process from RJ right now is a disaster. IQ needs to stop dribbling for 17 seconds on possessions. Other than that, same old box. JB is amazing. I got to tell you, the backup brigade right now, <laughs> not loving it. Um, Quickly and RJ to me are guys that are, well, quickly, more than more quickly. I think quickly is a guy that just like he will struggle against teams that could really throw length at him, you know, um, because he counts on the dribble. I mean, it's like Brunson, right? He counts on the dribbling to, to get him somewhere. And I tell you one thing I feel like we haven't seen a ton of from quickly this year. And I, I checked it. Yesterday morning, actually, his assist percentage, it's, it's down a little bit. So I know we're focused on RJ's process. I mean, and for obvious reasons, because the thing with quickly is the shot. Like, I know he went two for eight. I didn't have a problem with quickly shots that he took today. Like most of the time, a lot of those times the, the shots will go in. The, the thing, the compliment that I'll give to Emmanuel quickly. And I mean, I mean this, I don't mean, and this is not a backhanded compliment. This is a genuine compliment is if the shots not there, he's not going to take it. Like he does not take shitty shots. And that's because nobody on this team takes bad shots with the exception of RJ Barrett. And that is why more than anything else, my frustration level and my tendency to, to poke fun at this player um, and, and by extension, his, his, his robust support group. That is why I will not feel bad about it because since really since tips took over, like, who who gets to take the bad shots? Like you want to talk about Randall? Okay, at times over the years, not doesn't have it going. That dude's a two time effing all star, a two time All NBA player. You earn the right to take some tough shots if that's your resume. RJ has not earned any such right. So when he drives the lane, and Brooke Lopez is just standing there, and there's a kick out to be had, and RJ's like. Ah! See how this goes. And he gets swatted into Ben Stiller's lap. But what are we doing here? Come on, man. You don't get to do that. It's not okay. You're not allowed. You don't have the currency. Seven great games. I know. I know. Seven great games. Not one. Not two. Not three. I'm going to I'll be, be fucking batty by the end of this post game. Let's move on. Thank you, Danny. <clears throat> Jack McMick, what's going on? First time, long time KFS. Well, thanks for coming aboard. Tough loss, but we'll bounce back. Moving from New York to L.A. And you all gave me comfort that I'll still have Knicks fans to chat with. Much love. Listen, man, we are. Um, it, it amazes me. It's funny. My mom actually commented on it the other day. How like, you know, whether it's a halftime Zoom or, you know, whether it's one of our town halls or just people that are chiming in on Twitter or whatever the case may be, it really does feel sometimes like we have more fans. Uh, the Knicks have more fans like outside of New York than, than inside of New York. And I love the, 
that's kind of become become what KF is for KFS is for a lot of people. So um and there's like so many Knicks fans in LA. Like Fuddy, man. Fuddy Nick's the best Nick fan I know. Um and I know he's not the only one out there. There's a lot of good ones out there. So yeah, good luck on the move though. And thanks for uh chiming in. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Hope you're feeling better, John. Well, not so much, but I'm I'm powering on through. You and I are in the same boat. So much for the Knicks giving us a little joy from our COVID boredom. Oh, no, not you two. I don't know. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Um, rest up, man. I'm, I'm going back into bed after I get done with this. Actually, I'm recording a pod with Jeremy and then going back into bed. Uh, they say it's hard to win both on a back-to-back. There's that for us. Nap time. See you in a couple hours. Uh, listen, get better. Um, appreciate the, the very generous contribution. As always, you're very kind. The back-to-back part of it, the thing that worries me is they really did come out firing on all cylinders tonight. You know, I mean, the Hardenstein two fouls, I know Tibbs just had a quote after the game that he felt like the the two early fouls on Hardenstein really kind of sent the snowball rolling down the hill. I'm sorry. Reasonable minds could differ, I guess, on this. I thought Taj came in for Hardenstein and like, I didn't think it changed. Like there was nothing glaring about it for me where I was like, Oh, well that's why now the game has gotten away from them because, and I know that to be true because Hardenstein went out. I wrote it down two Oh five into the game. And they were neck and neck with the shot making for at least the first six, seven minutes of that one. Um, but then again, you know what? what? What Taj probably doesn't have is he doesn't have the stamina. So maybe there were some, maybe there were some boards that I didn't notice that he should have gotten that the Bucks got instead, and towards the end of that quarter, and that's what kind of got got things going. I that's possible. Um, as far as but as far as the back to back, yeah, I know it's hard. Um, I think we'll shoot better. You know, um, really nobody shot well outside of Brunson. Uh. So, and you know, you want to throw DiVincenzo in there, but that's, that's a good sign. Right. And for them, like they, obviously the Bucks shot really well, but again, when at, at this point, I'm like done counting on the Bucks to not shoot well. Cause you know, definition of insanity. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you as always. Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kev? All my old reliables coming here to watch me be a cranky, sick old man today. You know, it's always bad when Kevin starts off with a, you know, you know, I've become involved in protest movements and learned some chance. So how about, hey, hey, Robert, who wouldn't we trade RJ Barrett for today? Oh, that's mean. That's mean, Kev. That's mean. Um, but you know what it is, Kevin? Hill, he had a bad game today. Would it surprise anyone if RJ showed up on Christmas and had an awesome performance? Of course not. It shouldn't, you know, or and and then parlayed that into another good week. He had a, a week or two recently where he was actually pretty good. Um, Didn't love it. I still don't see the offensive process that we saw in the beginning of the year. Um, The three-point shot still doesn't come around. Those are two kind of important things, but like he had a good, solid you know, week to 10 day or whatever it was stretch recently, he'll have more of those throughout the season. 
the issue with the, with the consistency and why at some point flashes are just that they're just flashes is because he is counted like, you, you players of his ilk who have hot stretches and then cold stretches and then hot stretches and then cold stretches that's a that's a six man in the NBA today. You know who that is? That's Tim Hardaway Jr. We saw him here. We saw a guy, a six man who was masquerading as a top two or three ever uh, option on a, a team that was trying to be decent. And then he, you know, eventually went to Dallas and I, I have no idea if he's starting right now, but like when they're whole, he's their six man. And that's why that's what you should be. Um, actually, no, he is their six man because he's, it's him and quickly in terms of the leading six man scorers. That's the that's the real shit of it. Is like, how do we get Emmanuel quickly more minutes? Um, you know, it, well, if uh, Emmanuel quickly starts, then all of a sudden you got your four offensive generators in the same starting lineup, and then it be- makes it hard to stagger and this that, and the other thing and blah blah blah. The guy whose game screams six man is R.J. Barrett. It's because of the inconsistency. Quickly, yeah, he'll have an off shooting night every now and then, like he did tonight. Night and day from Barrett in terms of what he brings consistently on defense and what he brings um, consistently, you know, even in terms of his process. I know that he has a tendency to over dribble a little bit, but like, so, but of course, you're never going to do that. And part of that is like actual tangible basketball reasons because you kind of like RJ is the only big wing on the team. Well, not really because you have also have Josh Hart. Which, like, oh, look, I just named the Knicks' most consistent closing lineup from last year. Brunson, Quickly, Hart, Randall, and whoever the center is. That's because it makes the most sense. It's your most consistent lineup. But they're not going to do that because RJ, you know, has a certain pedigree here. And he was the third pick in the draft. And he has, uh, you know, still kind of, sort of, in a weird way, has part of the, has, has taken hold of a part of the whole fran- face of the franchise. Um, tag and held on to it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. Thanks, Kev. Jack McMack with another one. Love this team as is, but 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 is a lineup. This is the one everybody keeps talking about: Brunson, Donovan, OG, Randall, and Mitch. Uh, with a, a plus bench, a title contender. Seems doable by next season if the front office wants it. Well, not so sure about that. Um, I think Masai or whoever is talking out of Toronto continues to talk up a very big game about how they don't want to let OG Ananobi get away. And that would be that's really smart because OG Ananobi is a really good player and he's exactly the type of guy you don't want to let get away. The Mitchell thing, I mean, I who knows? Um I mean, look, it, but, you know, I don't love the notion of Brunson and Mitchell. Can it work? Yeah. Can it work? Can that team you're talking about work well enough maybe to win a title? I, maybe. I, I, it's possible. <laughs> There's a diminishing returns thing there that I'm have, I keep having trouble getting around. That said, if it happens, I'll... I'll celebrate it. I'll be happy about it. I'll be so excited to watch to see if 
much like Denver last year and much like Milwaukee is trying to do this year, the Knicks could be the latest team to say, you know what? <laughs> Screw defense. <laughs> we're going to try to be an average defense and we're going to try to be the best offensive team in basketball. I don't know that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts there. Like Dame and Giannis, that, sh- that should be the best pick and roll combination in basketball. Like you can't have something that works anybody. Like we, we see the offensive combinations that rise the tide, right? And lift all the ships. LeBron and AD, Giannis and, and, and Dame, um, Jokic and Murray. Um, I'm trying to think who I'm free. Obviously the Warriors, right? Like talk about guys that complement each other. Having two guards whose games are kind of similar. Um, and then you throw in Randall who like Randall, my man, Randall would really be called upon to be a playmaker um, in that group. Um, now granted, him and Brunson have developed a nice chemistry and Brunson absolutely does some stuff off the ball and his ability to become a really lethal three-point shooter has enabled him to be more effective in that role uh, playing off of Randall. And so maybe you add another another star to the mix. Maybe it does make it better. I, I don't know. I, I have to see it, but I have my doubts. Thanks, Jack. Haitian Ferg. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Not you, Haitian. I'm done with RJ. We started at 1230 and he showed up at 2. Oh, That's a good line. That's, I'm, I'm jealous, Haitian. I'm jealous. It's a good line. If I was wearing a hat, I'd tip it to you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else to add. I'm not going to begrudge anybody at this point. Uh, Jacob Slabit. As a day one RJ Stan, his lack of offense has become unacceptable. Not sure who this is on who this is on other than RJ, but something needs to change. I mean, the RJ blame game, <clears throat> man, we've played a lot of rounds of that, right? First, it was uh, the, the team as a whole with the roster construction because he had no spacing. They couldn't drive. Um, then it was on, who do we go to next? Um, I guess Randall took a turn at some point, like Randall's monopolizing the offense. RJ doesn't get his, his, his proper share. Um, we've gone through it. He doesn't have a real point guard to play with. There's that. Okay. Tibbs, obviously taken a lot of the blame. You don't, you don't call any good stuff for RJ. You don't call any stuff for RJ. This or that. So there's that too. Who else? Who have I forgotten? Sure, I'm forgetting a few people um, on who who we've blamed uh, RJ's uh, stagnation on over the years. Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't. I mean, I I I really I want to sit down and have like my own little like one on ones with all the people who were. The, the 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 day one stands and kind of really stayed on the bandwagon because I wasn't a day one stand and I I was never a stand early on and I I'm still not quite sure why that was why why I was not not in that group but that's a me thing thanks Jacob everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.